Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. We deliver a hunting podcast from Ontario, Canada. We'll give you season updates, harvest reports, and how we go from field to plate. We're going to even talk about our equipment setups and the gear we use. We're just a couple of fellows who understand that we don't know everything, but we put meat on the table every year. Sit back and enjoy our stories. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, before we start this one, I just want to say a special thanks to uh, Ray from Kick Boo Spice for making spices that we use all the time. And we got a promo code that we always run with them, Cam, and what is it? You can use Kicka OOP for 10% off at checkout. Yeah, and so, I mean, we put that shit on everything like Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> better than Frank's Red Hot. It's way better than Frank's Red Hot, but they got simple spices that, you know, makes it so easy to do sausage, uh, pepperettes, whatever you want, wild game, vegetables. So, um, yeah, I just want to say thanks and really hope you guys get a chance to try them out. So, Well, on that note... You like the new intro? Love it. Love the new intro. Me too. I love messing around with new things to bring to everyone that has supported us because we are at 13,000 supporters. Yeah, that's uh, 13,000 downloads. That's pretty amazing. Pretty intense. Thank you, guys. Um, so that being said, I'm back. I haven't podcasted in... Oh, when did you get married? Uh, some time ago, a month. <laughs> it feels like an eternity, doesn't it? <laughs> I shouldn't say that just yet. No. Um, but yeah, so my last podcast was before that, and they you were able to do Where a nice... Where have you been? I've been uh, bur- killing birds. I know. I was uh, telling everyone, well, you know, you listened to our own cast. I did. Funny thing is, uh, I don't think many people would think that we listen to all of our casts, but even while after editing, yeah. all of them are listened to by 100%. us. 100%. Because when you're editing, um, sometimes you don't notice things. Yeah. When you're listening to it, it's like, wow, I sounded like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> So you live and you learn. Yeah, no, I hear that. So you've been, and I was talking to it last podcast on the solo cast, uh, absolutely slaying birds. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, um, I will say yes and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's cover moose camp. Yes. And okay. Then, uh, I'm in, I'm in. We'll let them, let them think about birds and deer, um, up until that next there, podcast. There probably won't be many people, but that's okay. Yeah. So, all right. Moose camp. Um, as you guys know, last podcast that we did together was prior to the wedding. So congratulations to Cam. We got married. Thank you. Um, hell of a banger of a wedding. Yes. It was especially the night before. <laughs> got, things got a little rowdy. Just we eat. had more fun. We had a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> you know, playing video games the night before and rally racing on the video games were fantastic. And drinking Pepsi. <laughs> drinking Pepsi. So anyways, just want to say, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So wedding's done. You go away for two, a couple days. Yeah, three days. Um, Devin and I load up the truck Wednesday night. Thursday morning, we're out of there. Um, drive up. Pretty good ministry, or the, uh, we get to, we cross through the states to go back into Ontario. So the ministry, or the board security there is screwing with us. Like, the guy's like, okay, what are you doing? We're like, oh, we're uh, just going to be moose hunting in Ontario. We're just cutting through the states. We're not staying here. Just driving straight through. Okay, he's like, what are you hunting for? We're like, moose. Okay, you got any weapons? We're like, yeah, we got bows, but no firearms. Um, he's like, okay, no problem. And then he says, uh, so how many geese are you allowed to kill a day? And Devin turns to me, he's in the driver's seat, and he turns around to me, and he's like, uh, uh, 10? And I'm like, yeah, uh, 10 early, 5, uh, regular season. He's like, okay. Devin's like, we're hunting for ge- for moose, though. He's like, yeah, go ahead, boys. And we're like, <laughs> like anyways it was just, just totally screwed with yeah man so we thought it was pretty funny um drive up to camp everything was nice and good 
Um, no worries. We got there Friday morning. Um, we, Devin and I were in our truck, so we camped out. One of our guys, Andrew, that we went with, took the Canadian way. We met up with him at Sault Ste. Marie, and Evan jumped in his truck at that point. So, um, really good drive. We slept in Thunder Bay overnight, which was really a bad idea in our trucks because we had some people wake us up at 3 in the morning asking to borrow cell phones. Um, the answer was a hard no. <laughs> I don't trust people at 3 in the morning who knock on your door. Um, car door. Truck door. Truck door. <laughs> Not a car. <laughs> We're hunting in cars now. Yeah. How was, uh, how was your drive up? It was good. Uh, we had to stop a few more times than we obviously like to, but uh, as we learned last year, it was a very wise thing to do. So we stopped a few times. Weather was great. Um, what did we see? We saw a couple wolves crossing the highway, which was awesome. And uh, just about an hour before we pulled in, um, well, on the left, right out of uh, Sioux Lookout there, you can there was a pile of bald eagles. And I'm, I'm serious, a pile feasting on something. So that was really cool to see a bunch of nice. whiteheads and um, but it was great. Weather was fine. We made it there safe and sound and showed up to a camp that was fully set up and rocking. We were impressed. Yeah. So we got there the day before you guys. Yeah. And uh, we have the Cabela's Alacnac. We set it up. Um, at that point, there's four of us there, Devin, Andrew, Evan, and I. So we set it up. We cut a bunch of firewood, uh, which we went through really quickly, quite quickly. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite wet up there too. Yeah. So. so we had the wood stove. Well, the day we got there, it was dry. Um, and got to test out my new chainsaw, but it really did the test up there. And, um, then you guys got to pull in the next day. We had a good meal the first night and everything. And, uh, I think it's time we actually started talking about the hunting. <laughs> I'd agree. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a tough go. I'll be honest. Um, talk about your week and then I'll, I'll cover what we, what I saw. Deal. It, it's so really tough to bow hunt moose Especially cows. Especially cows. Um, it's not that you you can't call a cow. It's how do you call a cow. Um, and it's just something that not too many people do, uh, myself included. I can't say I would go go on that hunt again to call a cow. It is the most utterly frustrating thing. Especially in their time frame where the bulls are generally chasing the cows. So... In, and you can talk on it, but not in most instances is the cow chasing after the bull, Mm-mm. which we will kind of differ from because of what we've seen, but that's the way it goes. So trying to close the distance on one of these animals, or better yet, locating them, is tough enough. Um, so I believe it was day three. Uh, no, actually day two that Steve and I went uh, back for lunch to the very back of this cut. Um, you can look over for a good say 200 yards and we had lunch there and we had heard a cow going absolutely ballistic she was she was moaning all kinds so uh we had made a few calls back she had responded it went back and forth for about 10-15 minutes we decided to finally put lunch back away and make the pursuit on to where this cow call was coming from so we chased after we got to what I probably would say 120 yards. Um, we were 60 yards from the bush line, and it was just real tall jack pines, like perhaps two acres of jack pines that were just in this this small bowl after the cut. And we could still hear a little bit, but it slowly started to fade out, and then it was gone. There was no cow calls. And 
honestly, that was all the action we had seen for Moose that week. No kidding. Um, how'd you guys see for Bears? Bears was interesting. We seen we got um, a good bear story. I want to get out. <clears throat> oh, love tons, tons of these bear stories. So first one we seen on the road was on the way back to camp, and it was a decent bear. It was kind of later at night. We had told one of the Andrew in camp uh, to go check that out, and he went after chasing for him. We had maybe twenty minutes of light left, and then uh, yeah, it was the day after that we had sat in the truck and finally seen this giant bear that we had seen kind of roaming through camp. Yeah, I guess I should touch on that first. We had this giant bear in our camp. RIP cooler. And yeah, destroyed your cooler. But uh, that one was the time he ripped the latch off was the first go. Yeah, he ripped the latch off my my uh igloo. My 220 igloo. Yeah. And then he ripped he bit a hole in my one in my What's my oh no hundred Coleman yeah one's a two hundred one's a yeah. one twenty yeah yeah so just a, a straight hole and this is we believe to be like he was a big bear we were able to get up um, you know fire off a warning shot to scare that thing out of camp from wrecking it anymore and then me and Steve had seen that same bear walking down the road so driving back to camp he'd seen that a vehicle or heard that a vehicle was coming. I took the bu- the truck, drove it right into the bush. There's no road or no shoulder there. I just drove right into the trees, parked the truck, got out, ran down the road. At that point, I think he's about 140, 150 yards, and then put the pursuit on him. And we had he'd kind of come in, in and out of the road edge where the bush was, and we had got down to 60 yards where we had kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, he's, he's not out. And then I said, well, maybe we should just – maybe we should just keep going a little bit more. And Steve's like, there's nothing there. Like, that's just part of the bush. I'm like, I don't think so, man. I was like, I think that's still him. It's really, really black. He's like, nah, let's head back to the truck, whatever. And then if we see him, we'll come back. Well, doesn't Steve look his, like lock his eyes on this black spot, like for two more seconds. And he turns his head and you can see his snout. So that's when you're like, it's on, like we're close. Right. Like at this point we can make a shot if we're comfortable. Um, so we decided to get in a little bit closer. We closed another probably 15 yards and finally he decides to cross the road. So I said, okay, that's fine. He's just in the bush edge. I can watch him come by. Well, he comes by to about 20 yards and decides he's going to cut back across the road to the side that we're on. We're kind of tucked in the bush now at this point. So I kind of find a nice little pine tree like shrub that was just my height I kind of bunkered in it, broke a branch, and I had this nice shooting lane for if he walks by right where I need him to. So he's walking along, and he kind of makes like a 45 directly to me. Now he's about 15 feet, and I like I, I'm staring at this thing like holy shit! Like that's the biggest bear I've seen. Like I, I don't think I, I've never shot anything that big. That's huge. So. I'm getting ready. I get to full draw. I'm at full draw. Everything's good. He takes maybe another step or two and then does this kind of like what I see bears do is like this. I call it the shoulder lean where they're kind of skeptical of whatever, but they don't take off. They're just, you know, bobbing their head up and down. And then finally he goes to kind of, you can see his shoulder go down and, and it's just all happening real slow. Cause I'm at full draw. I'm like, this is taking forever. <laughs> and so I let the shot off. Uh, he was frontal at this point. He was like 15 feet max from me. Yeah. And I thought for sure, like I'm burying this arrow. Don't I hit a pine <laughs> branch? 
on the biggest oh. bear that I have seen and potentially had an opportunity to enjoy all went to shit. I had the arrow hit the branch, went between his front and back legs as he just quartered away. And that was it. It's nuts. Cause like at 15 yards, there's no way you or I could miss. Like yeah. Like, but you had to, have t- you just had to have touched something. I remember when he told me up there, I was like, no, I was like, you did not hit a branch that close. Yeah. Like, Oh, it happens. It certainly but it's, does. It's such a kick in the balls. <laughs> so, and what happens is like, you know, you, you put your, um, like your scope housing and your peep at a certain point where you're looking to shoot your arrow. Then I think it's where you don't realize the change in height at such right. a close distance. Well, it's distance. like six inches above. E- exactly. Right. So when you're at like, you know, the tree's right, like I'm hugging the tree, that branch is actually now in line with my arrow. And, you know, that's something that yeah. I didn't pay attention to. And, you know, I, I, I can't think, say that I regret the moment, but it yeah. was that there's so much going on in those moments. Those are some of the things that can happen. Yeah. And I think when we're shooting 3Ds in the bush, we take a draw back and sometimes we like lean out of our bow so we mm-hmm. can kind of see where our arrow is. Yeah. But I mean, in that hunting situation, when your adrenaline's built up and you're getting stoked, yeah. it's one of those things where you kind of, you know. Like that thing could have put my head in his mouth. Yeah. It, it was a giant bear. I just, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. So that wasn't the only time we got to see this bear. In fact, uh, he did come back to camp that night yep. and destroyed more of our camp. Yep. So, so he comes back and, uh, I remember when he, that was, that was the last night. Was that the last night? Uh, yeah, it, it was the last yeah. night. So the last night, um, I can hear like crunching and stuff at camp. It's like three in the morning. And uh, what you guys got to remember is we have a wall tent and we have a wood stove, but we don't have like, you know, like a cabin or anything. It's just what we brought with the trucks. So I can hear all this movement and stuff. And I turn to Cam and I'm like, all right, I'm like, hey, wake up. There's a bear outside. And we're in our cots beside each other. And he's like, he's asleep. I'm like, I shake him like, hey, there's a bear outside. Like, let's go scare this thing away. Um, And he looks at me and he's like, no, no, it's not a bear. And he's still asleep. I'm like, what do you mean it's not a bear? He's like, it's, it's, it's Devin. Devin's outside. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Devin is not outside at three in the morning throwing cast iron pans and like throwing these huge meat coolers around. Oh, oh I, was so, I was crying and howling laughing when I thought about it after the bear was gone. Like, it was just so funny to me. That you're like, no, 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 it's just Devin. He's outside. Oh, okay. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> what is he possibly doing outside? Oh, but- so that bear, uh, he, we had come out. We, he was scared as soon as we were out of the tent. We had got a light on him. Obviously walked out with our bow, whatever. Just in case. Yeah. Absolutely. And he took off, but he only ran to 30, 40 yards. And we were like, oh shit, like he's, he's not going anywhere. He's, he took a bag of garbage with him. Yep. Then decided he was just going to go down the hill a bit, start munching on the garbage. We're like, okay, forget it. We'll go back in, go back to the tent, sit down, not five minutes. He yeah. comes right back. You hear the smash of beer bottles Yeah. that he knocks over the case of beer bottles, trips over it perhaps, then decides to bite a hole in the cooler. Yeah. And then we open the zipper. What's he yeah. do? Takes off again. Takes off again, right to that yep. same 30, 40 yards. So we go back inside the tent and we stoke the fire. And then all I can hear is like, like sniffling. I'm like, I turn over and I have my headlamp on. And I look over at the tent wall and you can just hear, and his nose is right on the tent wall. Like this bear is like, I don't know. I don't know how half. he didn't trip over the cables holding the yeah. frame down. It's like two and a half feet between yeah. me and this bear. 
I thought he was going to cut a hole and come right into our camp. He was giant. Best part is Devin is asleep the whole time. <laughs> has, he has no recollection of this. He has no idea of us getting up for this bear or anything. I really wish he had woken up and the bear had just pushed a hole through the tent. Absolutely. It scared the living <laughs> shit out of him. But he would never forget I, it. No. But anyways, I mean, we were just like, I look at Cam and we each have our headlights looking at each other. And I, I point to the tent and I point to him. I'm like, bear. <laughs> like two feet away from us. Yeah. That was uh that was intense, man. Like just knowing the size of him, but it was uh and... like five hundred pounds is not an exaggeration. No, not not so. by any means, man. I would, honestly I'd push dragger. more. Yeah. I would push more than five hundred. He was huge. His his broad side like his arms were the diameter of the top of his arms were probably close to ten inches. Yeah. They were huge. huge. He was huge. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe uh, it was really cool to see something like that and kind of have that experience. Now, it is weird because of where we were. You know, there isn't too much um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Too much uh, – Like activity from humans? Act, yeah, okay. absolutely. I so, didn't know where you are going. But. Yeah, and I, I don't know why that particular bear, especially with all the food that we had seen, an abundance of it. Blueberries everywhere. Is why was he eating our garbage and he came back continuously? Yeah. That was three nights. He was hungry as hell, man. He kept yeah. coming back every night. Um, but yeah, I remember. I just I don't think I'll ever forget that. Just a bear being there. I'll definitely never forget. No, no, it's Devin. He's outside. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, these case. are exactly what I like to share is these stories because that that shit doesn't happen to no. vegans and <laughs> that doesn't happen to <laughs> vegans at all. <laughs> and if it does, they usually end up dying from the bear. <laughs> Um, I want to take time to apologize about my nasally sinus right now, by the way. I probably sound like I'm like, yeah, he sounds like Colleen. <laughs> um, okay, so our week. Um, I might crop that section and replay it. Like, just put that as your intro. So you don't know exactly. <laughs> Randomly, that's just going to be in every episode. Yeah. Um, okay, so we did really well on gross. I'll say that. Yes, absolutely. Um, as always, 2019 successful gross hunter. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to add to that story, but whatever, I'll remember later. So Devin and I saw, let's see, the first day we had, we got to the cut where we wanted to hunt. hunt. Um, we get out and all of a sudden you just see this big black bear hauling ass. Like he was, he was probably, I don't know. I forgot to talk about that bear. Cause it was the day before that, right. That yep. me and Steve had seen that one. Yes. Yeah. So he right. was, he was about 400 yards from us at this point. And I mean, there was no way he could have seen us. We were through really thick bush. Um, and we couldn't see him until he was in clearing <coughs> at that point. When we first saw him, he was already hauling. So he starts running and we're like, okay, like we're getting ready. We're kind of move over. Um, I go to sit up in this little spot. And I'm like, okay, well, I've been sitting here for a couple hours. Um, I set up my little stove. I made a lunch. I was tucked behind these little cedar or uh, pine trees. It was perfect sitting spot. I had my backpack on me. I was leaning back, had the bow ready, um, had a cover in front of me, but still had my shooting lanes. And I get out to keep, keep going on the hike. And I look down the row, and this black bear is 100 yards. I'm like, mother. So as I creep back to where I was, and I sat for a bit, but he ended up going what would be south where I was north of him. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go that way. So I I went south, tried to go after him, but he had tucked in, went over creeks and whatever. He's gone. So I I go around, and uh, I keep going on my hike. And then 
we uh my footprints are the first footprints on this path so i'm like okay cool like whatever keep going on my hike looking for stuff i turn around and I, I go back the way i came from well sure shit isn't their bear paws bigger than my footprints on top of my footprints so I'm like that yeah. son of a bitch bear <laughs> yeah. went all the way around me and started coming up the path and following yeah. me so for the rest of the week, I was a little on edge of like, come on, every time I turn around, I'm expecting a bear, which would be great because mm. he'd probably die. <laughs> but uh, unless there's a tree branch in front of me. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, never, no, never it was kind of cool. I mean, that time period of where my footprints were the only ones on the ground to where I came back was less than 15 minutes. Yeah. So within 15 minutes, that bear was on there. Uh, Cam crazy. dropped his mic and he just <laughs> caught it. That's kind of impressive. <laughs> Cat-like reflexes. That was good. Um, okay, so fast forward to the last evening. evening. Devin and I are out, and we're uh, we're going up this one cut, and all of a sudden there's this young bull. So, anyways, we stop and stare at it, took some photos, and it's a uh, you know first year bull, nice young guy, really thin, but you know looks healthy. And we're sitting there just watching him doing our thing, and um, after that we're like, okay, well let's go to this other cut. So we go down there, and there's a big bull. Like, guaranteed over a 45-inch bull. He's beautiful. And I'm like, man, look at that. And all of a sudden, you just see this nose stick out from the other side of the brush. I'm like, oh, shit, cow. So I get onto the grass path. So the bull is on my right at about 150, 120 yards. And the cow is on um, looking straight but to the left. Right. I can't see the cow's body or her head anymore. She can't see me. The bull can kind of see me. So I get I get down to the grass, um, get on my knees, and start crawling. And then the bull kind of takes off a little bit where he's just out of view. So I'm like, okay, perfect. This is the t- perfect time to make to cover ground because he can't see me, she can't see me. I'm in soft grass. Like, this is perfect. So I get up, and I'm, I'm doing, like, a low crouch, but I'm going nice and slow. And I get to about 80 yards. And I'm thinking, this this could happen. This cow has no idea I'm here. Well, by some luck, I don't think it was wind because the wind was in my face. The bull decides to go for a little trot. So he goes off to my far right. Well, sure as shit, doesn't the cow follow him? Mm-hmm. So she cuts right behind him. I'm like, shit. So I lost my opportunity. So I start booking after them. And they go into this area where it's like, it's almost hardwoodish, but it's it's not. It's softwoods, but it's moss everywhere the whole <coughs> ground is covered in moss i start hauling ass after this cow trying to call her back by the time it's like i gotta climb over these logs and which way by the time i'm 50 yards into that bush line they're already 200 yards in so you know uh dev and i are at this point are just trying to um for the rest of the hunt we're trying to get it going to get her back but as we said earlier it's really hard and next to impossible to call a cow back but uh the interesting part though is she was locked up with that bull and when he left a little bit he didn't haul ass out of there when I, he first went he just kind of trotted out and when he went she followed him right away yeah um but that felt cool to the last year i always kind of figured you know what maybe if i was in a different spot i would have had a better chance of that cow and i th- i still think that's true but this year it felt like you know what i put a hard like i really tried for that cow i got the stock on i got relatively close and at the end of the day if i had my fucking rifle like, what <laughs> yeah. it's so true though uh it's 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 such a different style of hunting and i i can't really say like there there's no guide there's no one to say like you know we've seen this many bulls in this area they've got 
thousands of acres, hectares to, to travel. So yeah. it, it makes it so hard to get that down to 60 yards and under. Yep. And it was, it was a cool experience though. Like uh, that older bull was cool. I'm sitting there. I, he was by himself. I'm like, I should have, whatever. I should have not been paying attention with that bull so hard. But I'm like mm-hmm. taking pictures of him. You know, well, I pull my binoculars. Taking Something pictures like through the binos. And all of a sudden I just see this nose stick out. Shit. That's not a bull. Like, yeah. it's just, you could just start to see the face. And I'm like, I, that, I don't think that's a bull. Yeah. And I mean, it could have been at first. For sure. But, so just get out of the way just in case. And sure as shit, it was a cow. So, um, felt good. Came home empty handed. But, you know, at the end of the day, I had a blast up there again. Um, what would you take away from that that style of hunt? That like to what we do here, because we we are very successful at our our home grounds. Right. But what would what, what do you take away from that? I think if I honestly think if we wanted to be really successful with bow again, um, I think the best way to do it would honestly be find a well traveled path, which we know where they are in that cut. You'll know where I'm talking about, but where I saw the cow and bull, um, basically right there yeah they use that travel po- corridor from lake lake to lake and that's last year where we had seen the moose okay. so yeah. so i think honestly if we want to get it done a tree stand and waiting yeah get there in the morning and just wait yeah um, i think for me it would be the the amount of time glassing just it it's not quite enough out there mm-hmm. um because you're so limited in it's the so distance dense. you can shoot and yeah, yeah. The, you can't it, glass like you can out west right? absolutely it's um, and and just not enough glassing, mm. not enough waiting. There's it. It's like there's not enough time in the day. You need to put the move on if you're not, you know, yeah. half hour glass move, half hour glass. Maybe move it to two hours glass move, two hours glass kind yep. of deal, right? So, um, but but it's a learning curve every year. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, I'm back to rifle next year, so yeah, I'm not gonna jinx anything, but I'm just gonna say it's. I I might not shoot a moose. But it's a, someone yeah. in the group will. Yeah, for sure. They I went this year that. again, uh, 33 years in a row now of filling a cow and a bull tech. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And so, a, a beautiful bull at that, huge. 56-inch bull this year. Yeah. so That's a great Ontario moose. Oh, hell yeah. That Or no, sorry, 54 this year. Their record's 56. Okay. Um, but a 54-inch bull, he's a beautiful bull. I'm going to ask if we can post that because it's a, it's a sweet bull. I mean, Absolutely. I give him some credit for it. But it feels... Uh, it feels good though. I feel like I actually gave my all this year. Mm-hmm. Last year I was kind of disappointed in myself because last year I said to myself, "You know what? I should probably sit on that side of the uh, of this creek." And then I was like, "Ah, you know what? It's our last night. Dev and I can just hang out." And she walked to about fifteen feet from that other side of where I wanted to sit, mm-hmm. and it felt it hurt my gut, man. But yeah. this year it was like, "Okay, we're gonna creep up. We're gonna stalk." Blah blah. blah. I actually felt like I gave my all. Um, it's unfortunate that I started to see moose heavy on the last day. And it would kind of work that same way last year. It like did. We didn't see them until the, that was the second last day. That was the last day. Last day because really? the last, or sorry, the last night, because the last morning we all decided to go out. Right. Yeah. It was, it was the same scenario as this yeah. year. Right. Cause we said that Deb and I were talking about it. We're like, we always see mm-hmm. the cow on the last day of our bow hunt. Yeah. So it yeah. felt good though. I mean, I'm, I learned a lot. Um, I learned that, oh, what's that spray? The nose, nose jammer, nose jammer, nose jammer, attractant for bears. Yeah. So Devin and I are spraying ourselves down with it. We're like, okay, well, you know, we haven't used this. We might as well try it. Whatever. Does the canister say do not spray on clothing? Uh, I don't know if it said that, Okay. but it, you spray, no, no, I think it's on clothing. You spray it. 
So we spray ourselves down, and we're reading the can, and it goes, uh, be cautious to use in bear country. We're like, well, we're already half a can deep. The the deed is done. (laughs) And the thing is, I've used a... I've used a lot of different brands of scent killers and yeah. cover scents, whatever. Um, I expected this to be like a scent killer where it has no scent. Right. It smells like total van- opposite. It smells like vanilla cupcakes, and I mean like a strong vanilla cupcake. Birthday cake. Yeah. So it was just spares itself down. We're sniffing it like what the hell, and it stays on you for a long time. So, anyways, like two hours in a hike, we're like, we still smell like a bear's delicious treat. Yep. Um, but anyways, no, it was great. I think that's the majority of our experiences up there. I, for moose wise, anyways, I found two sheds. Yes, great sheds. Nice yeah, sheds. we'll be sure to post photos of those. Yeah, um, it was cool when we saw. I found the one shed the one day, just off this path, and then the next day I was like, I'm gonna go back to where it was. Problem is, so from the beginning to end, if we this is between Cam and I, so if we walk into that main cut, yeah, if we take that main path all the way straight, that's, yeah, that's five kilometers. Right. If we zigzagging around to the lake yep. how far do you think that is total it's got to be way over five <clears throat> i would say probably <clears throat> there and back yeah easily 14 15 kilometers okay that's yeah that was kind of my guess so anyway so, so i get to the back so i guess that'd be like seven kilometers or something yeah i'm like okay well this is kind of where i found the shed yesterday well 30 yards away from that one guess what i find <laughs> a second shed um, and I thought they were matching at first because I was really excited. I they, really put you down on that, didn't I? Yeah. Well, it was kind of like life goal to find a matching set. Yeah. So I find one, and I pull up a picture. I'm like, oh, it's a left set, or left antler. And then I pull the second one. I'm like, oh, it's the right one. And then, I mean, you're right. Once you had both beside each other, yeah. 100% not the same moves. Maybe we'll pass it along to listeners and viewers and see what their thoughts are. Uh, no. maybe 100. I'm wrong. But I don't know. I don't think you are. I don't know. No. I was, like, thinking it because I'm like, okay, I'm visualizing them. Where yes. You don't really remember exactly. And then once you put both beside each other, you're like... Yeah, you start seeing different characters. Yeah, it's either like, a retarded moose or two different <laughs> moose, so... Yeah. <coughs> no, it's... Uh, it was it was busy again, and then uh, we're going to be changing up again next year for some hunts, as you were saying. I yeah. don't think we're making it to our spring bear. And, nope. uh, and you got an anniversary you got to take care of. Or... Yeah, that'll be like Greece, or if yeah. I can really persuade her, I'm still working on it, is uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Lanai. Yeah. So for some axis deer yeah. would be really cool. Shrimp's got some stuff going on, so he doesn't think he can make it next year. And, yeah. Um, well, Steve and Evan will have a few new people to welcome to the world. Yeah, exactly. So big congratulations to those two. Yeah. That's... And... Yeah, we're going to plan for a few different things. I'm definitely shooting for, uh, my goal is elk in two years. Yeah. Uh, archery elk. Are you going to stay in Ontario or go to the States? Uh, Ideally. I'd probably go, like, Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just real north. Okay. Real, real north. Out west, too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, so I think that kind of, anything else you want to wrap up for moose? Not really. Like I, I know we're going to jump into, uh, some other topics here on our next episode, but I, I just wanted to, uh, kind of talk a little bit on that transition. Like, you know, we, we got back unloaded and I kid you not. So it was the Saturday, like I was, you know, I had a bit of a nap, kind of unpacked my stuff. And then the f- Sunday, which was October 3rd, no, October 5th. Yeah. I believe. October 5th was the Saturday we left. Yes. Yes. So, um, 
I went out hunting that Sunday yeah. for deer and uh, it was successful in the sense that I seen many. So it was Yeah, just, you were uh, passing on bucks, you were sending snapshots of you yeah. passing and I was like, You gonna shoot one of them? Like, no. Nope. I was like, Okay. Yeah, it was uh it's a good transition. Like it's you know, right from one thing to the next. I know I've prepared for Whitetail all season long and likewise you got right into the trucks and started scouting. I think it was a few days or a week after that you got into a field. Um, well, I was already smashing birds before we went to moose. Yeah. But I mean, after like the getting right back into, Oh, I think it was the Monday, like, Monday after work. Yeah, so like, it was a few days. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So I we think, will. Yeah. Cause I think I spent some time with the girlfriend on Sunday. Told yeah. her I'd do a little bit of that. Well, I, I, Victoria had luckily booked, uh, a day at work. So I was able to, uh, you know, I was tidied up and I was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Should probably get back into the hunting games. Yeah. This is a uh, more successful. You know how usually we give like tips of like, Hey, this kind of works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the tips that you don't do, but this is what works for me. So the, girl, the girlfriend asks, you know, um, how did you guys drive that long? Cause it's 25 hours of driving. Yeah. And Devin and I had only... With your sleep. Yeah. So Devin yeah. and I took a... I think we only did a 45-minute nap this year. That's crazy. And, uh, well, he wasn't... T- I wasn't dry- tired, and I drove, I think, 10 or 12 hours straight. Mm-hmm. And then he drove for another three or four, and then he took a nap, and I took a nap, pulled over, and by the time we had uh, woken up, he was like, I think I'm good to drive. I'm like, all right. Well, if you get tired, we'll fall asleep again or whatever. So um, she's like, how do you guys drive that long? I was like, you want to know the truth? She's like, yeah, what is it? I'm like, uh, loud music, um, Red Bull, and a whole pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Keeps you up all night. <laughs> so it worked I, for you guys. Yeah, as someone who doesn't smoke that much, it was pretty funny. And she was like, what yeah. the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so take those tips slash advice as you will yeah don't do that but it worked for me but as always we appreciate you guys listening we are going to get back to chatting our uh our, our brains off of whitetails and waterfowl because it uh it's tis the season that always makes me think of christmas it does uh, to me i just think of hunting mainly because that's all i really think about so well, that's fair yeah um so yeah i want to thank uh ray from kickaboo again and hopefully you guys try them out and um, before hunters, this podcast, I was just going to say, before this, I made Irish cream and that we put it. That was awesome. It wasn't bad, eh? It was great. Um, homemade Irish cream and we had it in our uh, Hunter's Blend coffee. So from the guys from Hunter's Blend, I want to thank them. And um, if you're in Ontario and you want to try them, you can order it actually through us. We yep. can send you a bag. Yeah, send us a DM and we'll yeah. figure out some shipping methods. Yeah. And uh, we know we get lots of downloads still in the States. So if you're in the States, try them out, Hunter's Blend. Uh, great coffee, great people, and great ethics behind it. So just want to say thanks to them. Cool. We'll chat you guys next week.